With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast. And after Mark Bergevin went into the dressing room at the end of a 5-2 loss in Los Angeles, the Canadians lost the next game and the next day versus Anaheim. And then they bounced back and they beat Detroit. But then they lost again to the New York Islanders by a score of 6-2. to two. Brendan Kelly of the Montreal Gazette, the Habs were down 5-0, five, 5 after two periods. So they were. I mean, uh, you know, what are you going to say? It, 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 you know what? At this point, Tony, I don't think you want to overanalyze individual games. I think what you want to look at is three wins, nine losses. You win one game, and then you don't just lose the next game. You get destroyed. And, and you know, the Islanders haven't had a great start. I mean, they're obviously a much better team uh, than Montreal. But what you have to say is there is something. This is not just a little problem. This is not just Carey Price not being there. This is not just Shea Weber being there. This team is a total mess. And so you have to look at the bigger picture and say, well, what's going on here? And what's going on here is they're not a very good team. And, you know, you have to come to the conclusion at this point. Firstly, Stanley Cup run, great as it was, was an outlier. I'm not saying they don't deserve to have gotten to the final. They got to the final. That's great. But they were playing. They were they were they were playing above where they really were at. Since the Stanley Cup final, every single thing that Mark Bergevin has done has been bad. And a few things happened that were out of his control, but many of the things were directly related to... Well, I mean, acquiring Christian Dvorak was not bad, and acquiring Mike Hoffman was not bad either, yeah. Well, it's fantastic getting Christian Dvorak. That's really working out well, Tony. Not. Secondly, what did we give up for that? What did we give up? Come on. First round draft pick in 2022 for a team that is tanking, that first round draft pick could be a number three pick. Well, uh, he would expect to be. Ta- Listen, for me, it's very simple. Um, there are things that, you know, 
we're out of the Canadians' control. I mean, Carey Price going into the players' assistance program and yeah. Shea Weber no longer being able to play again and stuff like that. Um, even though everyone knew he wasn't going to have a lot of gas left in the tank when they acquired him, but he was able to give them five years. Uh, Joel Edmondson's injury. Joel Edmondson's injury. They weren't able to do much about that either. But it's very clear, and I've been saying it since camp, when I said they will not make the playoffs, they will finish fifth in the division, maybe a point or two ahead of Ottawa that every center on that team is playing one spot above where they should be. But the exception of Josh Anderson, there's a lack of toughness at the forward position. They have some defensively irresponsible players and they need two mobile puck moving defensemen. All of these things that we're talking about, all of them, these are all on the general manager. Those are his responsibilities. As for the way they play though, Brendan, You have missed assignments. You have two defensemen going on the same player. You have three players in no man's land picking up nobody. Clearly, this is not a well-coached hockey team. And with all due respect to Dominic Ducharme, and I'm not saying you should be fired. They hired him four months ago. That kind of would be ridiculous. But I always go back to the analogy of a hockey team is a classroom. If one player, if one student failed and everyone else had an 80% average, it's on the student. Right now, you can maybe take one or two players on this team that have an above 60% passing grade, and the rest of the players are failing. Well, exactly. And that's on the teacher. It's on the teacher, but you know what? It's also on the school principal for hiring the teacher. And so it's on the coach, and you're right, Ducharme is not uh, impressing. But at the end of the day, the, you know, as, as my colleague Stu Cowan keeps saying in the last couple of weeks, they are not a very good team. And that's on the guy who hired the players. And that is on Mark Bergevay. I mean, you could say it's an obsession with mine. Team has not been very good. And at the end of the day, you have to say, you know, all of their success came because of COVID. I'm sorry, but the only people who really profited from the pandemic were the Montreal Canadiens. They got in in 2020. They were 24th place. Remember how bad that season was? That was a terrible season. You remember how bad last season was, the regular season? This was a terrible team. If they didn't have to play the Vancouver Canucks nine times. A terrible regular season team. They were built more for the playoffs than they were for the regular season. It is the Sick Podcast, and it's brought to you by Cherry River, Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, Brendan. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store, you were saying? I was saying that that, that what my point is that, you know what? Drives certain people crazy, but there's a consistency to my message. You know, I was saying during the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs in the past spring that I was loving it, and it was a superhuman effort and all of that. But the reality is we're back to reality right now, and it's been nine years, and I think it's pretty terrible. I mean, So hold on a second. The personnel, the players, the players are on Mark Bergevin, okay? The personnel, the coaching staff, you said, is on Mark Bergevin. I totally understand that. He hired him. Correct. His boss tells him to hire who? Well, His I boss mean, tells him to hire a coach who speaks French. Well, look, I don't, you know what, the thing about the French-English, let's talk about the players. Why do we have David Savard exactly, Tony? How's he looking? How was his game last night? 
Well, listen, it was awful. No, but terrible. He, I mean, he got he got. This is a player I used to like. All of a sudden, he got very, very old. I tweeted. Up. I tweeted last night that in the last four months, it seems like Savard got four years older. How do you like his contract? You know what people are comparing him to this morning? Carl Alsner. Carl Alsner. So you picked up three francophone players, Paquette, Perot, and Savard, only because of their last names, right? Because one day last year, Phil Deneau was sick or injured, can't remember which, and there was no francophones in the lineup and every politician. In and Jonathan Drouin had left the team for personal reasons. But but the whole the whole the whole point is that and, and it goes beyond language, as I said, these people manage the team by reading Le Journal de Montréal and reacting, reacting, reacting. And when you look at all of this, it's, you know, look at what's happened since the finals. So we lost Philip Deno. That's an interesting case. He signed for and I don't care if you want to sign him or you don't want to sign him. Mark Bergevin, by all accounts, offered 30 million dollars. L.A. played paid 33 guess what i believe hold on a second i believe he offered 25 million dollars five times five i don't believe that well well you know what i don't even know if i believe it but that's what one of his agents stefan fizet told me right here on the sick podcast well i mean who knows i mean in any case i think deno was signable what deno said was they never even came to talk to him another feud between bergevin one of his star players then you go to Kakanyemi and you can say whatever you like about Kakanyemi. One of the biggest problems with this team this year is they're weak down the middle. So I like Philip Deneau, but I mean, star is a little bit big. He's a star at his role, but he's not a star How, player. How's the penalty kill this year? It's not very good. You want to know why? Because Philip Deneau is not there. That's one of the reasons. You want to know the other ones? Sure. Because Kerry Price is not there, because Shea Weber's not there, no, because Joel not Edmondson's true. not that's there, actually, because Byron, is, Paul Byron's not there. That's actually not true. Kerry Price last season, how was Kerry Price's regular season? His regular season was not very good in the playoffs up until the it final. Was he was excellent. Like, sorry, it was terrible, like it's been terrible every year for the past four or five years. How was Shea Weber's regular season last year? It was pretty mediocre. You know what we spent the year saying about Shea Weber? Wow, he's a pylon. People just keep keep skating by him. He was epic. Both of those guys were epic in the. He playoffs. was laboring because of his injury. It was I, apparent, I but actually, I mean that. But all I'm his saying, hockey mind was there. All I'm saying is, if we're comparing regular season to regular season, Price and Weber were not big factors in last season's team. They weren't in the playoffs, yes, but in the regular season, no. And I think you have to look at the bigger picture here. And the bigger picture, really, we got to talk about Jeff Molson. I mean, this is the story. Where's Jeff Molson? You know what? I, I, listen, we've talked about him a bit, but it really has become the story now. His lack of um, leadership. leadership. Uh, it, well, his 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 lack of communicating with the media and the fan base um, is 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 showing a lack of leadership. And, oh, um, and you, look, know you know, the one thing that I dreaded last night that I didn't like, Brendan was when the Canadians were down 5 nothing. the Boo Birds came out. And you want to know why I didn't like it? Because I could just see Jeff Molson sitting there listening to the Boo Birds saying, we can never do a rebuild with this team because, look, we're losing 5 nothing and we are getting booed off the ice. Jeff, that's not true. The reason why you were booed, because losing would be acceptable if there was a plan, okay, a but detailed I plan. Say, but there's no plan. That's why hey, they're booing. This. Listen, Tony. The, 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 the Jeff Mo I, I tweeted this this morning and I 100% believe this. 
You will never have a proper rebuild under Jeff Molson and Mark Bergevin. For nine years of Mark Bergevin, it has been a win-now type philosophy. And guess what? It's basically mostly been a lose-now result. And you, you can't argue with that. And the reality is they're not in a rebuild over those nine years, but they're almost in a rebuild by not by design, but because they're so crap. So they got two number three picks. They blew two, two number three picks. So the point is they're doing absolutely terrible, but they won't go into a rebuild and do plan, you know, not, you're not tanking, but, you know, making a plan to say, okay, here's what we need to do. We need to, you know, you need to build around, say, the one guy we admit it, we agree on is a great player, build it around Suzuki, maybe around Caulfield if he's the real deal. But no, instead, they, they, they've got all these huge contracts. They've got Gallagher, yeah. they've got Anderson. They can't do a rebuild with these guys. Hold on a second. Yes, they can. Hold on a second. Yes, they can. How and can if- you do a rebuild? How can you do a rebuild? when the general manager has one foot out the door. How is it that you put the responsibility of getting rid of these players on a guy who's not in all likelihood going to be there in June? I'll answer that question in a second. In the meantime, I'll talk to you about sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our sick merchandise. Is this a joke? That's one of them. Uh, Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. All right, okay, so I'm going to answer you. Number one. Can Mark Bergevin do a rebuild? Well, if he's Jeff Molson's guy, Jeff Molson has to tell him, Mark, I've decided we're doing a rebuild. And at that point, how do you do it? Well, you have to part ways with your players that are 30 plus years of age, and you have to part ways, or in some cases, 29, and you have to part ways with some very, very big contracts. Now, will Mark Bergevin be willing to do that? I'm not so sure. The one challenge he's going to have is he's going to have to trade away players that he absolutely loved because he's the one who gave him those contracts. So if you determine that he's not the guy, well, then bring in somebody to replace him who will be the guy. And at that point, you give him that mandate as well. You got to rebuild. Now, how do you trade away those contracts? It's easy. There's different ways you can do it. Number one, you have to eat some of it. Number two, you have to try packages if it doesn't work. That's just the way you have to approach it because the rebuild has become necessary because Carey Price is going to be a declining asset if he isn't already. So will Jeff Petrie. So will Brendan Gallagher. And the Canadians didn't win when Price was at his best and they had Weber and they were a lot deeper and they had a lot better team. So knowing that at their best, they didn't get it done, their best was not good enough. You need to rebuild. I know this. Throw me all the examples of teams that went through a rebuild and they didn't work. I'll tell you, they must have been terribly managed teams. But two things happen when you rebuild, or three things. You either win the cup, are entertaining, or are both. Now, Do the Tampa Bay Lightning, as much as they drafted fantastic, Braden Point, Palat, Kucherov made a great trade with Sergachev. Do the Lightning win the cup if they don't have Stamkos and Hedman, who are drafted one and two? Do the Penguins win the cup if they don't draft Fleury at one, Stahl at two, Malkin at two, and yes, they won the lottery. Do the Capitals win the cup without Ovechkin at one and Backstrom at four? No. But here's another question is, is, you know, you're talking about a rebuild, 
we both agree there should be a rebuild. If if you agree that we should do the rebuild with Bergevin and Timmons, I'm not sure I can even talk to you anymore. I didn't you, say that, by the way. Just, no, but you just ran through Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Could we, even with those picks, pick the right people? I don't believe it. We blew two number three overall picks. We blew them 100 They did. They did blow the two three uh, number three overall picks. You're right. They did. Look at the lineup. And we were talking about this in the last podcast, but it bears repeating. Look at the lineup of the Canadians and tell me who we drafted and developed and is in that lineup. It's unbelievable how right now it's not good. It's Brendan it's Gallagher been for years. So how and does Trevor Timmons still have a job? It is absolutely incredible. Mark Mark Bergevin is loyal to his staffers. Big mistake. Um, and Sylvain Lefebvre, he was very loyal to him. How'd that work out? Yeah. And you know no, what? Listen. He should have been loyal to a guy named Joel Bouchard. There are there are some things that we have to consider that um, they did draft PK and PK eventually brought them Weber. They did draft yeah, Sergachev and he experience really worked out well. That was brilliant. Get a win now guy well, at the end of 2016 and you lose now again. No, but seriously, Tony, Brendan, hold on a second. Brendan, hold on a second. They absolutely won that Weber for PK Subban deal, and okay, I'm going to explain to you. So I'm gonna, I'm, hold on a second. I'm going to explain to you why. Hang on a second, Tony. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take that sitting down. I like Weber. Great player. Did we win anything with Weber? But Brendan, one team. No, Tony, I'm sorry. But a trade is only as good as what it does for the Brendan, team. Brendan, did the Nashville Predators win the Stanley Cup with P.K. You know why they lost the cup, Tony? Or the New Jersey? No, no, sir. no you, wanted to, you want to go there? They lost the cup because Pecorini lost his mind in two games in Pittsburgh. They were this close to winning the Stanley Cup with P.K., who was the best player on that team okay. in the playoffs. So, and it doesn't even matter what happened with P.K. Or, or maybe, or no, maybe P.K. We won or nine. maybe P.K. woke Sidney Crosby up. Listen, I like that's, PK. That's horse radish. Hold on I'm a second. Hold on. Enough, no, no. Sorry, we have to finish this debate. Yeah. There's nothing to do with PK. PK was a very hot commodity. You could have got a first line center. Instead, you got a guy who brought you nowhere. That's all I'm saying. He brought us nowhere. That's all. Brendan, Shea Weber was a very good captain. He helped yeah, get the Montreal Canadiens. He helped make it the Montreal Canadiens to the Stanley Cup final. It's not on him that they lost in the final to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And now without Shea Weber, you're seeing how terrible the Canadians are defensively. They are lost. Sherratt's no longer insulated. Petrie has to play with more responsibilities. He cannot handle it. Now, you and I are not going to agree on this subject, and that's okay. I say they ended up winning the deal because Shea Weber's retired. They won't be on the hook going forward, and they would have had to move P.K. Subas' contract or not, or they would have been stuck with it. First line center. Now, you're line. right about that. Not They're all agree with you. For 25 years, but that's normal, right? I'll agree with you. I'm trading PK Subban. I'm trading him for a number one centerman. I agree with you there. Finally, now, yeah. all Next. right. Next, Carey Price will be back in Brassard on Monday, and they're going to put together a plan for him to come back. They're not excluding games in Laval. I know pressure comes with the territory. And I know he makes a lot of money, but after what he's just been through, I'm in no hurry for him to come back for a couple of reasons. One, for him, the person, and him, the hockey player. This is a team that is not good, that is playing terrible, 
And chances are he won't look very good. And chances are he's going to have all the pressure of the world on his shoulders to lead this team now. And even if he plays great and he steals a few games, if you're not going to make the playoffs anyway, the worst thing that could happen to your team is winning a few games. Not you know, good. Someone had a great tweet the other day when, you know, halves were tanking again, and he said, uh, you know, the worst of this is that in February, they're going to go on a winning streak and just get up high enough to get a crap draft pick because that's the way the Canadians do things. And that's and exactly why, it. And that's and why. The return, the return of Carey Price, in my view, is kind of irrelevant. Firstly, could be good, could be bad. I mean, he's been mostly not very, I mean, you know, he was unbelievable. The only reason they were in the finals, the main reason was was Carey Price's play. And then he kind of flubbed it a little in the finals. But, you know, kudos to what he did. But in the regular season, and since, uh, I guess, four seasons, he's been mediocre at best. And But also, but even if he's great, even if he's super Goaltending is far from the main problem here. It doesn't, it's, it's, no. it's actually, it's not even a problem. All right. So anyway, you're right about that. And that's why I think this is one of the most important times um, in the history of Jeff Molson's ownership of the Montreal Canadiens. What am I talking about? Because if Price comes back and Edmondson comes back and they go out and maybe acquire a player to try and patch this, and then they end up finishing probably around 18th overall or whatever, and they don't end up getting a very good draft pick, and he doesn't materialize and and all that stuff, then it's just it's the same old, same old. They need to put something together that for once and for all will be sustainable. Not, not betting 80% of your chips to make that Weber trade, not going all in last year to win the Cup. Something sustainable, which is a rebuild, Jeff, Brendan. Jeff, Jeff Molson has to show some leadership. You cannot have a lame duck GM. Sign him or fire him. It's as simple as that. And I agree you with you 100%. Have, we're now like the season is finished. Season is finished. We're not making the playoffs. So now you're planning for the future. And you're planning for the future with a guy who doesn't have a future with the team. It is absolutely insane. You got to go one way or the other, but Jeff Molson has only come out publicly twice in a, in a real way in the last year, year or so. He came out at the beginning of COVID. He was only finally smoked out from from his corner office because Raison Tremblay wrote a story in Le Journal de Montréal saying that the next president of the Montreal Canadiens was Vincent Danfous. Whatever the the basis of that story, his main thing was not to come out as an important corporation in Quebec and comment on a huge societal problem, which was COVID, it was to talk about the fact that he was remaining as president. And then he came out to talk about the disastrous choice to, to, to pick Logan Mayu in the first round of the draft this year when there was a firestorm of controversy, not just in the sports pages, but all over our society. And once again, he chose to do that by excluding Tony Marinaro and Stu Cowan and several media. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't want to be on the media caller. I wasn't available to be on the media call. Was not invited, Tony. Oh, and okay, neither, no, okay. And neither no. was CBC. Neither was Radio Canada. Neither was the Montreal Gazette because we asked tough questions. So that's the kind of leadership we're getting from Jeff Molson. He should step up. He should speak to the public. But more importantly, he should make a decision about Mark Gershman one way or the other. Make that decision and then send out the letter, Jeff. Send it out the way the New York Rangers sent it out. Let everyone in the National Hockey League know 
that you are open for business and that you are selling. Sell the rebuild to your fan base, whether it's with your general manager or another general manager, whether it's with your staff or another staff. Uh, that's up to you to decide, but send it out there. Send out the letter. It'll create an auction for your players. There, you and I will agree and we'll say goodbye and until next time. Excellent. See you, Tony. I hate agreeing with you. Uh, we only agreed probably two or three times and we probably disagreed five. I'll talk to you again. All right. See you, Tony. Time to make some money. Money. Money, 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 money. Stuck for six. Brought to you by my bookie. All right, Cash, make me some money. It's uh, You can place your bets on MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code SICKPICKS to double your deposit. Bet, win, get paid. Make me money, man. I'm not in a good mood. Make me some money. Colts minus 10 and a half, baby. Easy cash. They were up 30. Show me that again. Colts minus 10 and a half. Let's go. Those are real, too. You called it yesterday. You called it Colts minus 10 and a half. You called it. All right. What do you got this weekend? Uh, guys, there might be one, maybe two teams worse than the Montreal Canadiens right now, and that's where I'm looking to go. The Arizona Coyotes. These guys cannot win a game. Uh, they're playing the Ducks tonight, and guys, trust me, I'm not a big Ducks guy. I don't, I don't like betting on these guys often, but this isn't a bet on the Ducks. This is a fade against the Arizona Coyotes. Look at the Ducks at home to get the job done. Arizona Coyotes, I don't know when these guys are going to get their first win, but I'm going to tell you it's not going to be tonight. Uh, I'm going to cheer you up, man. Three units on this play. I really like this play a lot. Get your money on the Ducks. They're going to cash this play, guys. Arizona Coyotes, man, these guys might go 16, 17 games without a win. I don't know how long it's going to be, but uh, these guys cannot play hockey right now, and I'm looking to fade them heavily. Go with the Ducks tonight. Let's cash another big ticket. All right, that's it? Yeah, that's it for tonight. Sounds good to me. Is this a joke or what? Let's go. Send out the rebuild letter, Jeff. Away parla. Sell it. And your fans will accept it. Who says so? Me. Marinero. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories. Natural flavors and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.